Welcome to Love's Last Call with Evangelist Carol Ann of Agape Light Ministries. Please open your hearts to hear an anointed message that will encourage and empower you to walk in the love and light of God's Word. Beloved, in part two of Doctrines of Demons and the Great Falling Away, I'll pick up where we left off in our last segment with shared thoughts on the commentary written for with all wisdom ministry entitled, When the Sunday Sermon is Really Demon Doctrine. In it, they revealed three key pillars of doctrines of demons that are plaguing the church in these prophetically and highly charged last days, which Paul the Apostle addresses in 2 Corinthians 11.4. They are preaching another Jesus, another spirit, and another gospel. In our last segment, we covered the first two, and today we pick up with number three, where we will address the preaching of another gospel. Beloved, it must be understood just how desperate Lucifer is to gain the worship that the God of all creation alone is worthy of. And in his prideful and rebellious goal to gain this homage, he has geared his masterful counterfeits so close to the truth that many are falling into the net of his deadly deceptions that are cleverly woven into his own gospel. While some are more obvious, the most deadly ones so closely mimic the true gospel of Jesus Christ that without Holy Spirit discernment, many are falling prey to this counterfeit gospel. For he has laced it with kindness, love, and benevolence while his ministers come as angels of light, proclaiming Jesus as Lord. But we are reminded of the words of Jesus in Matthew 7.21, where he proclaims that, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. And as the lawless deeds of these counterfeiters that are hidden under the masterful disguise of ministers of light are revealed, his pronouncement of them as impostors becomes vividly clear, as Jesus proclaims, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Without even knowing it, the Jesus people are following in this highly deceptive gospel is really the Antichrist spirit, with their inclusive doctrines paving the way for the one-world religion of the Antichrist that is being formed as we speak. In 1 Timothy 4, 1-2, it is written, But the Spirit explicitly says that, in later times some will fall away from the faith paying attention to deceitful spirits and doctrines of demons, by means of the hypocrisy of liars, seared by their own conscience as with a branding iron. These doctrines of demons are orchestrated by the chief of demons, Satan the adversary, whose original name is Lucifer, the fallen angel who rebelled against Elohim and was cast out of heaven. He took a third of his mutinous angels with him, and they are now the demons who do his bidding through the cunning counterfeits that Lucifer has orchestrated down through the ages. And at the heart of these masterful counterfeits is the foundation upon which they are launched in order to rob, kill, and destroy. Did God really say? Those four words are written on the stones upon which the road to hell is paved. 
the false teachers and prophets who are serving Lucifer as his agents of darkness, twist, adjust, add to, or take away from the unadulterated word of truth that alone leads to salvation's promise. And while the counterfeiting is truly masterful, it amounts to another gospel, a shoddy replica that sounds so very right, but is so deadly wrong. In this deadly forgery, they misrepresent Lord Jesus, the great I Am. For while he is most definitely a merciful and loving Savior, who shed his own perfect, holy, and priceless blood to provide eternal life for those who will believe and trust in him, he is also holy and just. He is the Lord God Almighty, who reigns over all, and holds within his hand the power over life and death. That is why the true gospel of Jesus Christ is called the good news. Jesus stepped down from his deity and became the perfect and sinless son of man in order to pay the penalty of sin's death that the word of God declares those sins deserve. For in Romans 6.23, it is written that the wages of sin is death. Every man and woman born to earth has been conceived with a death sentence hanging over them because of Adam and Eve's disobedience, which resulted in separation from the Creator and its consequence of spiritual death. Because of that corrupted seed being passed down, along with the DNA of sin that is held within it, we were all born spiritually dead, and our physical bodies were also destined to death as well. We are literally dying a little each minute of every day. Jesus came not only to provide forgiveness for our sins, but to restore fallen man to his pre-fall condition, where in this redeemed state, man can now once again live forever in reconciliation oneness with the Father in heaven. That is why Jesus emphatically made certain that one must be born again from above in resurrection regeneration power, making that grace-endowed man or woman a new creation in Christ Jesus the Lord, and a citizen of heaven. But the agents of Satan who preach another gospel that presents another Jesus eliminate this mandated need to become a new creation in Christ Jesus the Lord, and they therefore remain Lucifer's offspring, even though they have learned to say all the right things about Jesus and appear to follow him. Their hypocrisy is being found out the closer we come to the Lord's return, however, as their twisting of Scripture becomes more evident, bold, and blasphemous. It started out with churches simply embracing inclusiveness, all are welcome, just as you are, without any need for regeneration change. I personally heard a message online from a United Methodist minister supporting homosexuality while teaching on what he referred to as clobber scriptures that are used against people who, in his words, engage in consensual and loving same-sex relationships. These scriptures, by the way, which include Genesis 9.20-27, Genesis 19.1-11, Leviticus 18.22 and 20.13, 1 Timothy 1.10, 1 Corinthians 6.9-10, and Romans 1, 25-27, are valid, love-filled warnings from the God of all creation, 
which are intended to deliver the ones he gave his life for, so that they would not perish, but have eternal life. But now it is becoming more the norm for this inclusiveness to raise his prideful fist in mockery of God's unadulterated word of truth, as doctrines of demons sway the naive and scripturally inept. And while some understandably are shocked and repulsed, many are approving and even applauding these demonic maneuvers. What I'm referring to is given as an example in the following article written for Universal Life Church. A Florida church recently invited a drag queen to deliver their Sunday sermon for an in-person service that was also live-streamed. At one point, two children appeared on the stage beside the performer and the lead pastor. The move provoked outrage from some who say that inviting a drag queen to preach the gospel and invoking children was wildly inappropriate. Other critics saw the guest preacher as so unbiblical that they are worried for the very soul of the church. However, the senior pastor at Allendale United Methodist Church is defending the move to invite a drag queen to the pulpit, noting that it is a great way to promote tolerance and inclusivity, and many are agreeing with him. The visiting preacher goes by Miss Pentecost when in drag, but beneath the outfit is Isaac Simmons, a candidate studying for ordination at another church. Senior Pastor Andy Oliver talked about the decision, explaining that, in quotes, I want all people to see people like themselves called by God to preach the gospel. I try to share my pulpit as much as possible with people who have been relegated to the margins of our church and society. Miss Pentecost's sermon reportedly focused on societal power imbalances, and she compellingly stated that those of us with the privilege of whiteness, of cisness, and the privilege of the access to power must be willing to get uncomfortable, end quote. Drag queens are the new public face of United Methodism, claimed the president of the Institute on Religion and Democracy, Mark Tooley. This particular church isn't the only one trying to make church pews a more welcoming place for LGBTQIA plus parishioners. Just earlier this month, we wrote about a Portland, Oregon church going out of its way to welcome the queer community with everything from gender-neutral bathrooms and name tags with pronouns. In another example, Rachel Small Stokes, a pastor of Emmanuel United Church of Christ in Louisville, Kentucky, wrote the Sparkle Creed, which is repeated every week by the willing and accepting congregants in that church. Its blasphemies ring through the air with, I believe in the non-binary God whose pronouns are plural. I believe in Jesus Christ, their child, who wore a fabulous tunic and had two dads and saw everyone as a sibling child of God. I believe in the rainbow spirit who shatters our image of one white light and refracts it into a rainbow of gorgeous diversity. I believe in the church of everyday saints as numerous, creative, and resilient as patches on the AIDS quilt whose feet are grounded in mud, and whose eyes gaze at the stars in wonder. I believe in the call to each of us that love is love is love. So, beloved, let us love. I believe in glorious God. Help my unbelief. Amen. End quote. 
This horrific blasphemy epitomizes the doctrines of demons that are infiltrating the Church of Jesus Christ, and their adulterous deceptions are growing with each day that brings us closer to the rapture of God's true Church and the tribulation period which will follow. Genuine love is not giving legitimacy to this blasphemous and perverted aberration of God's creative and holy order that he in his sovereignty and perfection deemed to be good, but to contend for his unadulterated word of life and truth that alone can provide deliverance to the one who has become ensnared in this death trap of Satan's doctrines of demons that have set a course to destroy them. Satan comes to rob, kill, and destroy, but Jesus came to give life and to give that life more abundantly. There is nothing more wonderful, life-fulfilling, and joy-producing. Even in the midst of our many trials and tribulations in this world, than to know our sins have been forgiven, that we have been washed in the blood of Jesus, our awesome Savior, and that He has written our names in that sacred blood in the Lamb's Book of Life. Happy and blessed are those whose God is the Lord, having been born again unto eternal life. And on that note of eternal life assurance, and as we close for today, I leave you with Isaiah 1, 18-20, where our glorious Savior offers His boundless love and mercy with salvation's invitation to the promised land of eternal life while giving life or death warning to those who refuse His amazing grace with purposed intention to go their own way, leading to sin's death and eternal destruction in hell's abyss. Come now and let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are as scarlet, they will be white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they will be like wool. If you consent and obey, you will eat the best of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you will be devoured by the sword. Truly, the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Let those who have ears to hear, hear. And let those who will come, come. And as always, beloved, I bid you his agape. You've been listening to Love's Last Call with Evangelist Carol Ann of Agape Light Ministries. If you have a prayer request, please contact us at Agape Light Ministries, P.O. Box 6313, Chesterfield, Missouri, 63006, or via our website at www.agapelightministries.com. Again, that's www.agapelightministries.com.